If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's our final hour, at least for myself and Adam Burke here on VEASAN Live Bet Saturday. We still got plenty more coverage going throughout all of today in every college football game across the board. We have got you covered. But again, I'm Danny Burke. He is Adam Burke out there in Las Vegas. Plenty of action occurring as of this moment. Uh, Adam, you and I talked about this Michigan and Illinois game, a big one to spotlight this morning. And Blake Corm got banged up. Now, heading into the second half, we have seen him get back into the mix, at least on the sideline. Uh, I don't believe, well, obviously, Illinois started out with the ball in the second half, so we'll see if he actually gets any action. But, you know, is this going to change the dynamic of the game in terms of if you see him out there, Michigan leading just 7-3? to three, Is there a number that would maybe entice you to get involved with them? No, I don't think so. I mean, Donovan Edwards has played well. He's got 6.7 yards per carry in the backup role for Michigan from a running back standpoint. Uh, C.J. Stokes also 5.5 yards per carry. So they're they're relatively deep at the position. Nobody has the upside that Corum has. He did jog out, but he had a noticeable limp, jumped on the bike, the stationary bike. Uh, we'll see if he comes out here. But look, I mean, you're in a tough situation if you're Michigan, right? Because... Yes, you have Ohio State next week, but if you don't win this game, do you get into the college football playoff with a win over Ohio State? I don't know. So we'll see how they do it, but Corum on the sideline here to start this drive. 
Florida does tack on a touchdown, by the way. As you mentioned, off air, they went for two, did not get it. So Florida still trails to Vanderbilt 14 to 12. No number is posted as of this moment, but that one uh, somehow seems like it'll be coming down to the wire. Texas A&M now up 13 to three over Massachusetts. They are 18 and a half point live favorites. Total at 33 in the hook with some juice to the under minus a buck 20. Uh, Central Florida and Navy, by the way, this game started earlier than the others, Adam. Navy up 17 to 14 with only a couple of minutes left to go in this spot. Uh, have you been keeping a close eye on this one at all? Not really a close eye. I kind of been looking at the games that, you know, we've been talking about. We've been doing updates on, but I, I happen to look. It's on the far left TV here, and I knew the game started early, but I mean, Navy here, second and two, obviously they're eating a ton of clock as they always do. Uh, another first down here, and and it may be curtains for UCF. They only have one timeout left. Uh, this is an interesting development in the AAC because UCF would have clinched a spot in the conference championship game with a win and a Houston loss. Now you bring some different tiebreakers and other things into the equation. Cincinnati is a massive favorite today against Temple. Uh, Tulane obviously been the class of the conference throughout, but uh, not a not a great showing here in the bounce house for the Knights, who look like they're going to fall to Navy at home. All right, Adam, let's get into some games that are about to kick off. Kansas State and West Virginia. We see Kansas State as an eight-point favorite. Some shops even have them as high as eight and a half, but the original spread opened six in the hook, so the market showing some love to Kansas State in this spot. Uh, West Virginia, of course, at home catching that as the underdog, but the total has also seen some alterations from 56 now to 54 and a half. That looks to be the consensus number right now, Adam. Yeah, interesting game, interesting handicap here. I mean, typically we see earlier kickoffs in Morgantown than what we're seeing here for this game, but uh, I believe it's Will Howard today. I don't think Adrian Martinez is going to play. Not that there's really any discernible difference between the two based on the performances that they've had so far this season. West Virginia is an awful defensive team, and there's a chance that they will be making a coaching change at the end of the season here. That wouldn't shock anybody. They are one of those teams that needs to win out for bowl eligibility at four and six. They just beat Oklahoma last week at home. But the line movement in this game, I think, has been pretty telling. It got as high as nine back behind me here at Circa uh, before coming down. But, you know, Kansas State laying over a touchdown in Morgantown. I think it's a pretty strong statement from influential betters that makes me think the Wildcats are the side here, uh, even though I didn't play this game personally. And then we got Oregon State and Arizona State. We haven't touched on this one, but Oregon State opened six. Now they're up to seven or seven in the hook in a lot of shops. 58 and a half is where this total originally opened. The under has gotten a lot of love. This is kind of varying all over the place. I'm seeing a 52 in the hook, 53 in the hook, 54s. Man, this is all over the place. But uh, what do you think gives with some of this movement that we've seen leading up to this game? You know, this is a, a really fascinating game, I think, for both of these teams, where Arizona State, it, it was pretty clear early on in the year that Arizona State wanted Herm Edwards out of there, uh, as we got a pick for Baylor here on a deep ball from TCU. Arizona State wanted Herm Edwards out of there. They've played significantly better since he was pushed out of the picture. I know that they've had some losses that aren't exactly palatable. They lost by 14 to UCLA, and then they lost by 10 last or in their last game against Washington State, but... Oregon State's in a really rough spot here. So this is a team, I don't know how good they actually are, but they're not really playing for anything. They've got whatever they call the Civil War against Oregon next week. I know that they changed the name of that to be a little more politically correct, but it's such a strange thing where they've got Oregon coming to Corvallis next week. They're on the road in Tempe here. They're off of a nice lopsided win against Cal. 
I think this is a very difficult spot for the Beavers, laying a pretty sizable road number. I actually like Arizona State in this game. My power ratings like Arizona State in this game. And this is one that I did make the call to play uh, earlier this morning. So you mentioned that interception from Duggan. Uh, Baylor gets the pick. They're still catching two in the hook. This game's tied up at 14 apiece, plus 105 on the money line for Baylor, minus a buck 40 on the other side for TCU. Total now at 49 and a half with a little juice to the under minus a buck 20. So that game's still just going back and forth in the ugliest of ways it appears. And uh, yeah, we'll see if Baylor can make anything of it. All right, Adam, uh, I want to move on to talk about some make or miss the playoff odds that we're going to be looking into because, man, we like to update this every week, and it's certainly fascinating to look at some of these longer odds. And, you know, you got Georgia at the top this week. They're going up against Kentucky. They're 10-0, and clearly, and the far favorite in the country right now with the dominance they've showed. Behind them, Ohio State, they're minus 650 to make the playoffs. By the way, Georgia minus 5,000. Uh, Michigan's plus 130 to make. They're minus a buck 60 to miss. Ohio State was plus 450 to miss. And then you look at TCU, plus 230 to make the playoffs, minus 290 to miss. Tennessee, minus 350 to make it, plus 270 to miss. And then LSU, a team worth noting, plus 650 to make it, minus 1100 to miss the playoffs. The list goes on and on. But Adam, anything that really stands out to you uh, among those teams on that list? Well, you could lay any number for Georgia to make the college football playoff and it's going to cash because even if they lost to LSU, they'd still be one of the top four teams. So Georgia's absolutely going to be there. Uh, obviously, for Ohio State, it comes down to next week. I, they're not going to have too many issues with Maryland today, I don't think. Um, but now we're in a situation where, you know, earlier on, Ohio State to miss the, or um, I think it was like Michigan to miss the playoff at minus 180, minus 140 in that range. It's a pretty cheap way of betting Ohio State on the money line next week because right. if Michigan loses to Ohio State, they're not going to the college football playoff no matter how many points they lose that game by just because of all the other teams that are there unless there's full-fledged chaos. So Michigan minus 180, no, I think is actually a decent bet because it's a cheaper way of taking Ohio State on the money line when the Buckeyes, uh, I, I know I've seen some look ahead line seven and a half, my number's eight on the game. Uh, a quorum injury could maybe add a half point, possibly something like that. That's a really cheap way of taking an Ohio State money line next week because if Michigan beats Ohio State, they're going to bludgeon whoever wins the West Division and then, of course, make their way into the playoffs. So that's the one thing that I like is you know Michigan minus 160, minus 140, minus 180 in that range is a cheap way of an Ohio State money line next week. I completely agree with you, and I actually think if, if that line's still going to be available uh, after these games, I will lay that price for them to miss it because I'm with you. I like Ohio State in that game. What they're a little bit over a touchdown favorite right now in that spot. They're going to be a bigger favorite on the money line. So I'm in, I'm in complete agreement. I like that assessment a lot. Their path to getting in has to be beating Ohio State. Same deal for the Buckeyes. They got to overcome Michigan to find themselves in the postseason. But then, of course, you would have the Big Ten Conference Championship game for Ohio State. But with Michigan, just assuming they lose that game, then you should cash in your miss the playoffs bet with the Wolverines and something else Adam, worth mentioning yeah, here, I think is so LSU, you know, plus six fifty, kind of in that range to make the playoff. Look, the path is clear. If they beat Georgia, they're in, they'll be the first yep. two loss team to make the college football playoff. If you've got wins over, you know, Georgia and, and Alabama, you're going to make the playoff with two losses. But I, I mean, I, look, obviously based on what we're seeing from Texas A&M today, we probably don't have to worry too much about that game next week. But 
instead of tying up your money for three weeks, I mean, LSU is going to be getting 15 or 16 against Georgia. I know the look-ahead line I saw was LSU plus 16. You could just take that money line instead of the plus 650 here uh, in advance. So I know it's probably going to be kind of an attractive price because there is a very clear path for them to make the playoff, but it's it just simplifies the process to go ahead and bet LSU money line against Georgia instead of this plus 650 thing. Talk to me a little bit about Tennessee. Minus 350 to make the playoffs, plus 270 to miss. Is it worth it to take a flyer on the miss for the Volunteers? Well, it's it's tough, right? I mean, TCU is locked in this game that, that basically defines their chances of making the college football playoff, right? So if they don't beat Baylor, they're not getting in. So in that respect, you could definitely make a case for Tennessee to miss the playoff if TCU wins this game because then they play Iowa State, then they'll play the other team from the Big 12, which they should be you know, a decent favorite in that game. But for Tennessee, I mean, there are so many things that need to fall perfectly into place for them to not make the playoff, mm-hmm. right? TCU has to win out. USC has to win out. LSU has to beat Georgia. All Tennessee has to do is coast against South Carolina, and then they play Vanderbilt next week. They're they're not going to really do anything that loses them any favor. They're not, they don't have a tough game. They're going to be a 20-plus point favorite in both games that they play. So I think Tennessee, unless TCU wins out and USC wins out or LSU beats Georgia, Tennessee's in, and I don't see all of those scenarios coming into fruition. USC plus 450 to make the playoffs, minus 650 to miss. And speaking of those Trojans, let's get into their matchup a little bit more so. When we return here on VEASAN Live Bet Saturday, Antonio Morales, he is going to be hopping on. He covers USC, so he will be full in-depth with that matchup. Very interesting game in this spread. Man, it's tempting. We'll see what Antonio thinks next here on VEASAN Live Bet Saturday. Myself, Danny Burke, and Adam Burke, we've got you covered. Non-stop college football action. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. 
Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. The World Cup countdown is on, and now is the time to get your copy of our World Cup betting guide. We have in depth analysis from Nigel Seeley on all eight groups. Plus, VEASAN's team of experts provide their picks and predictions for every group, along with the Golden Boot Award. And if you're new to betting the World Cup, don't worry, because Josh Applebaum will break down everything you need to know. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. So, if you sign up now, it's just $99, and you get VEASAN Pro access for everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Check it out today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. We do have some action going on right now. Live bed Saturday. Danny Burke, your host, alongside me is Adam Burke in Las Vegas. I am present here in the Windy City. TCU finally making something happen. Three plays, 51 yards, and they get a 26-yard touchdown catch. TCU now up over Baylor and, of course, a must-win game for the Horned Frogs. 20-14 uh, to 14 right now. Not sure if they kicked the extra point, Adam, or they missed it, but 5.5 is where we're seeing this live spread with the total at 53 in the hook. Yeah, they missed the extra point. I'm sure that won't come into play at all <laughs> with how this game has gone here so far. But look, you know, I will say something I wanted to see as this game kind of went along was, you know, what would be TCU's defensive adjustment? And they're playing a lot more physically now at this point in time. You can see that on special teams. You can see that with what they're doing defensively. They've virtually shut Baylor down here uh, for the first couple of possessions that Baylor's had in the second half. So TCU's made that adjustment. We'll see what Baylor can do to respond. But obviously, you know, Baylor's a team built to play from in front with that running game. The longer they're down in this game, the worse it's going to be for them. Yeah, huge game. Ton of implications for TCU fighting for their playoff lives. Another team fighting for their playoff lives tonight is the Trojans. USC, they have a big game taken on UCLA. Spread is at two. Total is high as 77 points. We got our guy Antonio Morales on the scene to tell us about this matchup. 
for The Athletic. He covers the Trojans. Antonio, thank you for making some time to get an in-depth look at this game. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of buzz surrounding it, especially for USC and what potentially can be done on their side of the ball and going forward. But what's kind of your take on this game? Again, it's a short spread, so really could go either way. How are you thinking this one goes down? Yeah, obviously I think it's going to be high scoring. You mentioned the the over some places is as high as 77, and these two teams have combined for 80 points in each of the last three games. Last year they hit 95, so I, I think this year is going to be high scoring. The offenses are better. Uh, the defenses are probably worse than they have been in the past couple of years, and uh, so I think it's going to be a high scoring down-to-the-wire game. Uh, uh, both of these defensive Defenses have struggled this season, and uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Caleb Williams are two talented signal callers, and you have two of the best play callers in the country with uh, Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley. Antonio, we had Kyle Hunter on earlier, and he talked about you know how significant the Travis Dye injury could end up being for USC here. Uh, what do you think it does to alter their offensive game plan, if at all, and how much does his absence impact this game here today? I think it impacts it quite a bit because – Travis Dye, he was sharing time with Austin Jones, a Stanford transfer, at the beginning of the season, and that was kind of like a one-two punch kind of thing. But as the season went on, we saw Travis Dye just get more and more of the workload, and his snaps, you know, increased significantly. And Austin Jones fell kind of the back to the back burner, and the main reason for that was because of Travis uh, Travis Dye's pass protection. Uh, USC plays three backs, Austin Jones, Die, and really Brown, and Die was by far the most consistent in pass pro, and that's critical, especially when you're trying to protect someone like, like Caleb Williams. Uh, Jones and Brown have had struggles with that this season. Uh, Jones had some issues against Oregon State. Brown had some issues against Utah. And in a game like this where you want to attack, if you're USC, if you want to attack UCLA secondary, you need – uh, the best protection on Williams you can get. And having die gone is uh, going to be a big absence there. Antonio, if someone's coming up to you and asking, I mean, you cover this team obviously extensively and they're going, yeah, I like USC, but I'm not quite sure because of this. What would that be? What would be the main thing that would scare some people from backing this Trojan squad in this specific matchup? Uh, this run defense for sure going up going up against a running back like Zach Charbonnet, who's one of the best in the country. Uh, he just ran for 180 yards last week against Arizona, and this is a, a bad USC run defense. They haven't been that great this year, and uh, the linebackers are, are banged up. The, the defensive line doesn't have a ton of depth, and USC has been susceptible to, to getting gashed on the ground. Uh, UCLA's had success against US, USC on the ground in recent years, and Chip Kelly's a a great uh, play designer in terms of out-leveraging defenses with formations and shifts and everything like that. So I think that's that's one aspect where it's definitely concerning if you're a USC fan. This run defense has issues, and uh, Zach Charbonnet has been unstoppable at times this season. Antonio, you don't want to put the cart before the horse, obviously. I mean, this is a game that USC has to win for their college football playoff hopes. After that, don't have to worry about anything in terms of the Pac-12 championship game because they take on Notre Dame, although they still need to win that game for the college football playoff, and then probably face the winner here of this, or would face the winner of this Oregon-Utah game in the Pac-12 title game here in Las Vegas. So I know they have to win today, 
But what do you think about their chances going forward against Notre Dame and potentially running it back against Utah, the only team to beat them so far? Yeah, I know people have a lot of doubts about USC and if they can run the table the, potentially the next three weeks. Uh, and I think most of those doubts stem from the, from the defense. Obviously, the offense is one of the best in the country. But I honestly think if they end up playing three games with the Pac-12 title game, I honestly think this one would be the most difficult part of the race uh, just because UCLA's offense is so prolific. Um, I, I know Notre Dame's had some quality wins lately against Clemson, but it's also a team that lost to Marshall and Stanford, and I think USC um, would be able to put up points against them. I know it's a strong Notre Dame defense, but I don't know if Notre Dame would be able to keep up. And um, I think if, say, Utah played USC on a neutral field, I think I would like USC's chances after seeing those two play uh, pretty much a back-and-forth game that was decided by one play on Utah's home, home field. So um, if, if, you, if USC won this game, I would like their chances um, going forward. There you have it, Antonio Morales, folks. You can follow him on Twitter at Antonio C. Morales. Catch his content over at The Athletic. Excellent job covering USC in a big game tonight. Antonio, thanks for the time, my man, and enjoy it. Thanks for having me, guys. You got it. Absolutely. Well, hey, Adam, after having that conversation, anything that's swaying you one way or the other with USC laying two and this total at either 76.5 or 77? No, nothing for me. I mean, I, I kind of agree with what Kyle Hunter said about the magnitude of this game. And typically, the more important the game, the lower scoring it's going to be. You know, you don't want to make gigantic mistakes. You're probably not going to roll the dice as much from a playbook standpoint. So even though these are two suspect defenses with offenses that have explosive play capability, I, I do think I would lean under, if anything, in this game. By the way, something I want to mention, it, it's always interesting when you come down here on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday. You know, obviously, I mean, March Madness is, is the ultimate time to be down here uh, at Circa. But it's always interesting when you kind of figure out who the fan bases are, are you know, representing, uh, who's getting the bets. Large, large roar on that Illinois touchdown. I saw a lot of Illinois oh, yeah. swag coming in today. Uh, there's a lot of Illini fans out here behind me. And you know what? Illinois very, very much in this game midway through the third quarter. 10 to 10 right now, like Adam said. Man, Illinois playing very tough in a game at the beginning where it seemed like Michigan could really get in control. It closes about a 17-point favorite, but the fighting Illini just won't go away. And speaking of some good efforts in the Big Ten, uh, Nebraska, they put on another touchdown, and Adam seldom, and I mean seldom, do I get to boast about my alma mater in football, but how about those Huskers up 14-3 to against the Wisconsin Badgers? Been fading Graham Mertz heading into the season. He's been awful today. Huskers up 14-3. to Eight and a half now is what Nebraska is laying on the live line. Minus 750 on the money line. Again, I took him plus 11. I didn't actually really think they were going to compete for the outright dub. I didn't think they'd be able to stop the running game effort, but man, I, their defense has really stepped up. Always sprinkle the money line, buddy. Always a little, little 80, 20 or 85, 15 split. Uh, look, if you want to talk about all the not being able to boast about football, I went to Akron. So you, you get no sympathy from me whatsoever, Fair but, enough. but also Vandy 28 to 12. How, how about the Commodores oh here? Anthony Richardson's first interception in a very long time. It was kind of a circus play wide receivers falling down ball flips up out of his hands. Vanderbilt guy comes up with it and then they punch it in for seven. Uh, not a not a good look for Florida, but I think the bigger takeaway here is Vanderbilt is just dramatically improved. And honestly, 
I know there are a lot of moving parts, but as a college football better, there's still a lot left to be des- you know decided this season. I'm already starting to think about next season and how I'm going to align teams in my power ratings and all of that. And mad respect for Vanderbilt with how they're closing out the year here. And I don't even care what they do next week against Tennessee. I mean, they're playing well against teams that are on their level or close to it, and that means a lot to me. Look at that. Adam putting in the early work. That's why we love him, and that's why he's one of the best in the biz. You can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. We will be back after this quick break, and when we return, more updates, yes, in college football. But how about games coming up? Lopsided bets with the handle percentages? We'll discuss that. It is Beeson Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on Beeson, the sports betting network. College basketball is in full swing, and now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. At over 400 pages, it's our biggest betting guide ever, with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every single team. Our team of experts include Greg Hoops-Peterson, along with Matt Humans, and they provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and breakdowns of all 60 coaching changes since last season. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. So make sure you sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. All right, we are back. It is Live Bet Saturday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live in Chicago. But out west in Sin City, we got our guy Adam Burke, who is here and roars from the crowd at the Circus Sportsbook. Uh, man, Illinois and Michigan still tied up at 10 apiece, and Adam and I a little perplexed on Michigan's decision not to go for it, but to throw it deep in a pass that I guess should have been caught. Uh, also worth noting, as Adam was telling me, that Blake Corm has not seen the field in the second half so something to think about when you're looking to maybe get involved in this game uh adam again this one closed with 17 points as the favorite in terms of michigan it has not been their game today since their first drive really in the at the very beginning of this game no it has not and and i have to think these people behind me aren't just illinois fans i have to think they're (laughs) sitting on plus 17 as well here which looks like a great bet at this point in time One thing I want to mention real quickly, our college basketball guide, as you mentioned, I did a couple of conferences for that. Greg Peterson doing a lot of the heavy lifting along with our fantastic editing staff and our VP of digital content, Ben Fox. But I want to mention real quick, Greg posts his lines every day over at vcin.com for every game. It's a phenomenal resource, a great page. Part of being a vcin pro subscriber is having access to Greg's lines on every game. So that's a nice resource to have. And then selfishly, Starting December 5th, I'll be doing a daily best bets college basketball article, much like what JVT does for us for the NBA. Uh, Once we get through conference championship weekend, I'll start that up on December 5th. So that'll be something you can look for as uh, we never step fully away from college football, but college basketball will start getting more attention, more handle, all of that uh, as the regular season winds down here for college football. 
VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Folks, I implore you to check it out. You get that amazing information like Adam was just talking about, some of the best minds in the business. Adam, you said the extra point wouldn't matter, of course, right? You know, TCU no, taking never. the lead. They missed the extra point. Eh, it doesn't matter. Well, Baylor's up 21 to 20 now, uh, third and 12. They're looking for a flag as TCU. They're not going to get it, or maybe not a flag. It was just everybody going nuts on Baylor's sideline. But Baylor going to be getting the ball back, not a tie game because of that missed extra point. Yeah, so here's what I'm hoping for, just because I want to see the analytics and the complaining and all that on Twitter. I'm hoping Baylor has a sustained touchdown drive here, scores probably on the ground. Well, almost a bad snap there. That could have been real interesting. Um, hoping Baylor kind of has a nice long drive, runs the football. Nope, well, maybe not. <laughs> We've got all kinds of issues here uh, on this punt return, which Baylor did actually get. Illinois scores, so a bunch of stuff going on here in the last 30 seconds, but I want to see Baylor go and score and be up seven. And then Dave Aranda go for two as he should to make it a two score game. Don't know if it'll happen, but uh, my little analytics driven heart is hoping so. What a weird way to try to catch that punt. He was catching it like he was catching a pass, which is just not the form you want to have, and hence why he dropped the ball. But he was able to fall on it and recover. As Adam mentioned, the fighting Illini in the end zone. How about it? Looks like Chase Brown got six. So now Illinois in Ann Arbor has overcome for the time being. The Michigan Wolverines, again, this one closed. 17, 17 and a half in favor of Michigan. It looks like the live number, Adam, uh, this might this may have been before it updated, but uh, three and a half before that touchdown. Again, I can't bet it in Illinois, but it looks like out in your neck of the woods, three in the hook is least is what it was before they just scored six, it's I believe. Illinois minus two and a half now on the wow. live number, total 40 and a half at BetMGM. Jeez. I mean, is it worth taking consideration with Michigan or no? Because Corum's not in the mix. Well, I mean, look, the, the longer you're trailing, the more that you're probably going to have to throw the ball a little bit, which is not exactly what Michigan wants to do. As I mentioned, I mean, Stokes, who's come into the game, he's taken a couple of shots himself here. Pretty solid running back, but also a lot of that has probably been in garbage time against bad defenses. Illinois is not a bad defense at all. They've been top five in yards per play most of the season. This is the kind of game that they wanted. You asked me about TCU Baylor if the game state was more favorable for Baylor, absolutely. This is the kind of game Illinois wants to play. They want to play this low-scoring, physical, smash-mouth, limited explosive play type of game, and they're getting it, and they're doing it very, very well here. Uh, Michigan's in trouble. They are absolutely in trouble right now. Uh, we'll see if they kind of force Corum back into the mix or not, but this game's on, on you know McCarthy's shoulders now, I think. Also, Wisconsin scored a touchdown. Graham Mertz with a Touchdown pass. Who'd have thunk it, right? Uh, somehow the receiver evades the DB. They get six. They go for two because it was 14 to nine. They're trying to make it a field goal game. They do not get the two point conversion. So Nebraska still leads 14 to nine in Lincoln. Uh, Adam, let's go ahead and move on and talk about some of these games a little bit later and correlate it with the betting splits that are available at vsin.com. We actually have not mentioned Texas and Kansas in some of this action. So Texas opened about a seven-point favorite, right? You've seen them get a lot of love. They're now up to nine in the hook or nine, depending on where you shop. Total 64 seems to be the consensus number. So when you look at the discrepancies here, right, in terms of the percentage of the handle, 31% is laying eight in the hook with Texas, 69% taking the points with the Jayhawks. In terms of the percentage of bets, 37% laying 
the spread with Texas, 63% on the other side with Kansas. What do you make of those numbers and just your overall thought for this game, Adam? Well, a lot of the talk throughout the week is that Jalen Daniels was cleared for Kansas. Looks like he's going to start. He's out there warming up with the quarterbacks at last update, so it looks like he's probably going to get the start here in this one. It makes sense that, that the public is all over Kansas in this game. I mean, Texas has really not looked particularly good, did not look good last week against TCU, especially on offense. And even when Kansas wasn't very good, they'd still play Texas close. They won last year that ridiculous 57-56 game in Austin. 2019, Texas won 50-48. to 2018 in Lawrence, Texas won 24-17. 42-27 in, in 2017, but then... Kansas won in 2016 as well. Kansas just plays very tight against Texas. So it makes sense to have a big discrepancy where the public taking the points with Kansas, having their best season since Mark Mangino was the head coach, and Jalen Daniels comes back. All three of those things really make for a lot of love for Kansas, which is not a big surprise as Baylor rips off a very explosive play here uh, to get down into the red zone. There you go. Just like you were talking about it. Now it'll be interesting to see what TCU can do to rebuttal uh, if they get the opportunity and if Baylor even scores. Might, but might now be, it's starting I think to, it's too early to go for two, though, now. Maybe. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you, too. But, man, who knows what some of these coaches and in this game, if you're Baylor, I mean, you're kind of just going all out. But, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fascinating. We're finally getting some good stuff happening in that matchup. <laughs> I didn't expect uh, the explosive 70 yard play. I kind right. of expected a more methodical <laughs> drive out of Baylor. Yeah, a little bit different, but uh, they got it somehow. Um, Adam, let's talk about Tennessee and South Carolina next. So you look at this matchup. 21 is what the Volunteers opened up as as a road favorite. 22 up to 23 in some shops, but 22 seems to be the consensus spot for the Volunteers. 66 for the total. 81% of the bets are going on the side of Tennessee, 83% of the money also on the Volunteers. Not really a surprise whatsoever. Tennessee's been the hot team that, well, if you've been watching college football as a casual fan, you want to see them do well probably because, again, it's just been a blast, especially after that Alabama game. So despite them being a big favorite, not surprising to see all of the public attention coming toward Tennessee. And maybe not just public, but a majority of the bets. No, not at all. I mean, okay, so first of all, we're watching Vanderbilt beat Florida today after Florida beat South Carolina 38-6 to last week. And South Carolina lost 23-10 to at home to Missouri. Tennessee just hung 66 points on Missouri last week. So it makes a lot of sense that people are just expecting Tennessee to go ahead and be able to run up the score in this game. Also, if you're Josh Heupel, and I think this was more of a point to make last week than it is to make this week, Coming off of that loss to Georgia, there was some incentive for Tennessee to completely blow out Missouri, just get some style points out of that game. Are they in that same situation today against South Carolina? I don't know, but the Gamecocks offense is really, really bad. They cannot throw the football. Tennessee's run defense is a lot better than their pass defense. It makes sense to see a, a pretty lopsided, heavy amount of public action on Tennessee here. Not saying I would take them, but I understand the thought process. Baylor does score, and the extra point looks to be good. They do not go for two, so they lead by eight points. TCU still has some life, and if you think they can come through with it, they're catching six in the hook on the live line as of this moment, plus 360 on the money line. Some value with this team fighting for their playoff lives. It's going to be a blast, and it is coming down to the wire, and we've got you covered through it here on Beeson's Live Bet Saturday. Myself, Danny Burke, my co-host Adam Burke, 
We still got one or two more steps. One more segment to go, folks. It's coming by quickly, but it's going to be fun. We'll wrap up our best bet. Stay with If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM is offering soccer fans a chance at winning big, really, really big. The World Cup Bracket Challenge is free to play, and it's only at the King of Sportsbook. Pick a perfect bracket, and you'll take home $250,000. How about it? But if you do fall a little short, 
The player with the most correct picks for the entire tournament does still win a top prize of up to $50,000. Plus, you'll receive a $5 parlay free bet for every group stage winner chosen correctly. So go to betmgm.com slash World Cup Bracket and make your free picks in the World Cup Bracket Challenge today. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager, new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as a non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Okay, it is our final segment here on VEASAN's Live Bet Saturday, but the show will still go on. Don't you worry. We've got you covered with 24-7 content here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I am Danny Burke, your host. We have been with you for the past few hours, and alongside me is Adam Burke, who you can follow on the tweets at Skating Tripods, at Danny Burke 5 for myself. All right, Adam, we have had some uh, some things go down within these games. The big ones, Illinois and Michigan. Somehow Michigan doesn't get called for defensive pass interference. They get the ball back. Uh, they are at Illinois, uh, what do you call it, 38-yard line. And uh, they're moving now. They just picked up a first down, but they trail by seven, 14 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, how are we feeling about this spot? Again, still no Blake Corum in the mix. You're assuming they got to pass the ball more, so now you got to rely on the passing game from the Wolverines. Yeah, we'll say somehow not getting called for pass interference. <laughs> uh, look, it's certainly in the conference's best interest uh, for Michigan to win this game. True. But with that being said, uh, you know, special teams, uh, a huge, huge thing there. That punt return for Michigan, they're not moving the football. They're not moving the football effectively or efficiently in this game. They get that punt return that sets them up in plus territory, gives them a better chance, but now you get a ball batted down, you get a uh, swing pass that doesn't work. Now all of a sudden you're in third and a million against an Illinois defense that's very stingy. Harbaugh may be up to a decision here. Do you try to kick the long field goal or do you you know make this four down territory, try to get half of it? But I think something that's important is you know we're kind of watching these games. Vanderbilt had a special teams touchdown, all that. And I'm guilty of this myself. I don't think any of us, handicap special teams enough in these games and some of the potential mismatches. Take South Carolina as an example. Their offense is pathetic, but they're really good in terms of punt coverage. They've had multiple punt blocks, punt return touchdowns, all that. It's made them look like a little bit better of a team. I think next year, one of my big adjustments in college football is going to be handicapping special teams to a much, much higher degree. Yeah. Very good note. I fall victim of that as well. Sometimes you kind of just put it to the side because you're not seeing special teams being on the field consistently. So very good note. And also another good note in terms of our recent pro tip, Adam, uh, kind of what I was setting you up for the other segment when I was asking about betting Michigan and not having Blake Corman, how that would affect the outcome of what this in-game betting perception of it would be. So basically what we have is in-game betting algorithms don't take changes in-game tempo or injury into account, right? Like, it, it can be to a certain degree, but Blake Corn being on the sideline, not in the game, that's not going to have as much factor as is the score, as is who has the ball and how quickly they're moving it and what their style of play is going to be because I said, well, him being out, and you're like, well, Michigan's going to have to throw it. If there's a lot of incompletions, that will stop the clock. Bigger plays potentially can happen from throwing the ball and all of those things need to be accounted for that maybe the books aren't doing as much. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of this, look, it's just hard to dedicate the resources on a college football Saturday to have a bunch of people actually manually updating the live lines on the game. A lot of it is algorithmic. Injuries are not taken into account. I think this is also, 
I know it's listed as a college football pro tip because we're doing a college football show, but this is also great for college basketball because you get foul trouble all the time in college basketball. A guy averaging 20 and 10 may pick up his third foul midway through the first half. The algorithm's not accounting for that, and that's a guy who's got a 35% usage rate and means so much to the team. Those are things that computer systems just can't really account for. They're just looking at how much time is left, what the score is, what the spread and total were before the game, maybe a little bit of AI in terms of knowing what the the you know what the needs were before the game, all of that. But that's why live betting still has some opportunities, even though it's hard to do because you're on such a delay if you're on streaming services and all of that. But if you're able to isolate those things with an injury or as a you know in this pro tip a tempo change, those are things that can still create a lot of live betting value. So carry that over to college hoops too with foul trouble and, and also injuries there. For sure. Great. No. All right. Illinois, by the way, uh, they were up 17 to 10. Michigan does settle for the field goal, 17 to 13 in Ann Arbor. The fighting Illini with the lead over Michigan. Man, that's going to be fun to see come down to the very end. As this is matchup with Baylor and TCU. Looks like it's fourth down for Baylor. I'm assuming they're going to have to punt based on what the downage was, but I didn't really see it. I'm a little bit behind, Adam. But uh, Baylor up 28 to 20 in this game. They're laying seven in the hook. Odds just, nope. Now it just transitioned now to two and a half, but it's minus 250. It's kind of going all over the place. Now it's back at seven and a half, minus 140 in favor of Baylor, plus 525 if you think TCU can win this game. Yeah, I like not throwing the flag there on third down. It was kind of borderline where, where Blake Shapen went into the slide. The defender was already coming at him. I Look, if that's Max Duggan, is the flag thrown? I don't know. I guess that's a question for another day, but I kind of like not throwing the flag there. We'll see if Baylor can stand up defensively again. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that game from a live standpoint has been kind of all over the place to be sure. Uh, but, you know, TCU taking a lot of downfield shots here. I don't know if they're panicking a little bit or if just the way that Baylor is really focusing uh, everything underneath and trying to keep them from running the football at all, take away plays in space. Uh, TCU, I, don't, I haven't really liked their play selection and their play design here in the second half. So we'll see if they're able to find something that works here on this drive. Would you almost be tempted to look over 52 and a half is the live number. It is minus 130. But like you said, TCU's taken some big shots. So if one of these plays connects, well, then obviously that's going to put you over with a touchdown. Conversely, hey, if you're being risky, maybe you're prone to throwing an interception. And then, you know, TC or pardon me, Baylor could tack on one more touchdown, get you over. Is that something that would be worth consideration? Yeah, I think it's worth consideration. I mean, also, too, you know, Duggan's throwing the football a lot. You run into the possibility of a pick six. You run into the possibility of over time you know possibly being a thing here in this game if TCU is able to go down there and score so yeah you know those are always considerations that you want to look for when looking for live totals and again as I said I mean Duggan's taking shots and there's another one downfield a big explosive play to get them out to the 40s so yeah obviously the total is going to adjust now but you know it's there's definitely the potential for more points the rest of the way in this one all right Adam we got a few minutes remaining I know you've got a few beds dialed up in terms of what's to come on this Saturday. So I'll let you have the floor. What do we got rocking? Well, as long as they go better than uh, whatever Louisiana is putting forth here today <laughs> against Florida State, very impressive performance from the Seminoles, honestly. Like, people are going to look at that and say, well, they were a 24-point favorite. They did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, but they were also in a bad spot, and this shows how far this team has come and how deep this team has come because I don't even think Jordan Travis has played in the second half of that game. But in any event, uh, look, I like Minnesota today. You know, it's going to be another rock fight, probably akin to this Illinois and Michigan game here. Um, 
I, I like Minnesota. I think Minnesota just does a lot of the same things Iowa does, but does them better. And I think as long as they take care of the football, they'll cover the two and a half in that one. Another weird game here today is Western Kentucky and Auburn. So Auburn, of course, with the Iron Bowl on deck, as we know, but they've been running the ball very, very well ever since Cadillac Williams took over as the interim head coach. I think they can run it on Western Kentucky here today. And on the flip side, Western Kentucky throws a ton. They're actually a pretty balanced offense, but they throw a lot with that offensive scheme that they have and a pretty efficient quarterback in Austin Reed. I bet over 52 and a half earlier in the week. I still think it's good at 54 where Auburn should have success. And I think Western Kentucky moves the football here as well. So those are two plays I like for today. And then last, uh, Utah State tonight. This lines up to plus two, actually, on Utah State against San Jose State. The boys from California are going to Logan, Utah. It's going to be 15 degrees at kickoff. Utah State, one of those teams vying for bowl eligibility. And this line is not forcing you to pay a premium on the Aggies. So those are the three I've got left for tonight. Minnesota minus two and a half. Western Kentucky, Auburn over. 52 and a half, and then Utah State got plus one, but I think plus two is obviously better here tonight. There you have it. Best of luck to you, as always, Adam. Uh, going with this Baylor-TCU game once again, we were talking about live betting the total. Well, TCU has been moving the ball downfield. Second down right now, but how about Max Duggan utilizing the mobility, uh, getting them into Baylor range now? So uh, four minutes to go, Adam. This one, I guess, as we kind of assume, coming down to the very end. Well, at least we've never seen an important Baylor game come down to a two-point conversion, right? <laughs> so that's maybe, for sure. maybe that's what it is. And again, maybe that missed extra point uh, does ultimately come into mm. play here as pretty good ball there. But nice play yeah. by the DB. Jeez. Yeah, that was a great ball. Wow. Tremendous defense. Uh, plus 450 if you think the Horned Frogs can pull it off, folks. Minus 750 if you think Baylor hangs on. But that is going to do it. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more coverage for college football and beyond here on Beeson. Big shout out to Adam Burke. Follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Myself at Danny Burke 5. Big shout out to the crew back in Las Vegas. Best of luck to whatever else you're playing today. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.